This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I'm just a little distracted here, Jim. I apologize. Uh, Betty White, God love her. She was uh, one of a kind. Well, she was, uh, there's four of them, wasn't there? Thank you for being But she was still unique. Ah, she was my favorite golden girl, for sure. And you know I like a good auction as well. Yeah. There is an auction going on right now. Julian's Auction House. You can bid online. More than 1,600 of Betty White's possessions up for grabs. Anything stick out? Like, I'm trying to think of the iconic props that Betty would have used through her career. Nothing is really popping out in my head. Some of those outfits she wore. True, yeah. A lot of pastels. Would be pretty good. You got the uh, original Golden Girls director's chair. Those so, are cool. You know, yeah, like the, the foldable yeah. chair that and it says Golden Girls across the back? I don't think I'm going to be buying it, though. It's already up to around $18,000 US. That'd be a cool one, though. Who's spending this much money on Betty White's old stuff? <laughs> There's some weird stuff. There's a nun doll. A nun doll? Like with Kung Fu grip? Like an action figure? Or what is no, it? No, it looks like a little porcelain. It's a porcelain doll dressed as a nun. Hmm. Like, that's the start of a horror movie. <laughs> the eyes are following The it. spirit of Betty White has found a new host. Like Annabelle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. This is really cool. There's an oil painting of Betty White from the 1950s. Hmm. It, I, it, Wait, it's oh. her in the 50s, so it's her as a young woman. Okay. Not sure when it was painted, but it's going for close to $20,000 right now, too, huh. with the bidding. There's her wedding ring. Wow, that's surprising. Did she not have any kids? Yeah, that seems like... That is weird. I would assume Betty White kids. A collection of cat jewelry as well. She was an animal person. She has three kids. None of them want her wedding ring? It's so old. (laughs) A collection of animal figurines wearing sombreros. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's fun. (laughs) That is fun. (laughs) Betty's 2000 Cadillac Seville. Imagine rolling around in Betty White's caddy. You'd have to get personalized plates. Oh, yeah. Caddy White. (laughs) (laughs) T-N-K-U, letter U, number four, B-N-A-F-R-N-D. Is that too many letters? That's a wide plate. Thank you for being (laughs) a friend. Yeah, there's uh, some weird stuff here, but if you're a Betty White super fan, <laughs> you could own her vintage RCA television with a remote <laughs> control and antenna on top. <laughs> you know, the first thing you think of when you think of Betty White. Her watching her own show. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. You can get in touch with us anytime. Send us messages on social media. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You can text or call 1-833-829-6546. Here's a text message that is directed at you, Jim. Okay. Uh Uh-oh. It comes from Melanie McKinnon, and it says, Jim, you have the cutest laugh I've ever heard in my life. You make me smile every day when I hear it in the morning. Smiley face. Smiley face. (laughs) All right. He just gave her one there. Oh, no. There you go, Melanie. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Jim Kelly laughing. (laughs) (laughs) 
You do have a bit of a like a childish, and and, and don't do change, I? don't change. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. No, it's great. I love it too. I, when you really laugh, it's a great Instead laugh. Of all the fake laughs. Yeah, the fake laughs are you know whatever, yeah. middle of the road. But when I get a real Jim Kelly giggle, oh, I think I feel the same way as Melanie. I feel the same way when I listen to Ricky Gervais do anything, and like even if it's not funny, his stupid, crazy laugh makes me laugh every time he laughs. Yeah, which is always fun, like the uh, contagious laughter. Yeah, uh, maybe one day you'll hear me laugh at one of your jokes for real, Jim, and <laughs> then you can let me know what you think of my real laugh. Oh, I'll hate it for sure. We uh, we got another. This is a really nice message. Just made our day when we saw it. Yeah, speaking of, uh, of Ricky Gervais, actually, this is from somebody from the UK. Hey guys, just started listening to your breakfast show, and I really enjoy it. Being British, we've always found North American radio really different, and we haven't really liked it. You guys are quality, so quality though. I said, that's awesome. How'd you find out about the show? He says, you definitely have a good dynamic that makes your show stand out. Feels more British rather than the cheap one-liners from other stations. I was listening a few weeks ago when you guys were talking about Cornfest, and it was really funny. We actually moved to Canada from Glasgow, Scotland. Which is how we came across you. This is somebody called Ellis. Actually, I think it might be a few guys. The ba- I think it's a band, Ellis in Transit, and they live in Hamilton now. So shout out to Ellis in Transit, who appear to be a band, and whoever from the band sent us that message. I think they're just kissing our butts to try and get us to play their music? <laughs> Maybe. But I mean, they, they mentioned Cornfest, so I guess they are actively listening. Yeah, and they do sound like they're British, because in this part of the world is... A morning show, right? Mm-hmm. But they call it a breakfast. Classy. It's a breakfast, breakfast show. show. What about fifth breakfast? You have the eggs. You have a good old fry up, right? Over there. You got the mm. eggs. You got the... Uh, the bangers and mash? The sausage. You get the beans. They're always trying to make you eat the beans over there for breakfast. Yeah, I've never been to England, but I've seen pictures of an English breakfast, and it's a, it's a wild sight. Uh, they mentioned Cornfest, Jim. I'm actually very surprised you haven't brought this up yet. The Corn Kid. <laughs> you are from Mitchell, Ontario, uh-huh. which is the corn capital uh-huh. of Ontario. They have Cornfest every year. And there's this big viral sensation with this kid who loves corn. Me, I really like corn. What do you like about corn? Ever since I I was told that corn was real, it tasted good. Did you think corn wasn't real? But when I tried it with butter, everything changed. I love corn. Why why aren't you more into this corn kid, Jim? I I want to be the corn kid. (laughs) You're jealous. I'm jealous, and I don't like how everybody's laughing at it. Like I know it's cute, but I think they're also laughing at his slight speech impediment, the R, the pronunciation of the R's. Mm. And I used to talk like that. Oh. I did till I was like eight. I said, Bill, I said, girls. <laughs> <laughs> corn, I'm sure corn, I said corn. Corn. Yeah, and then, you know, people would say, like hey, a say slight, beer, say a girl. slight Boston accent. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah. But a cap yak. <laughs> Move the yad macas. <laughs> And that corn kid, though, he's gotten invited to red carpet movie premieres. They're remixing him in, into like hip hop songs. They, he's on the Drew Barrymore show. The it's, what? She's got a show? The corn kid was on it? The corn kid was eating corn with Drew Barrymore the other I day. I like Drew Barrymore. 
Wow. Damn, I'm going to revert. I'm going to go back and start talking like that again. I think it's charming. <laughs> well. On the radio. <laughs> Melody loves your cute, childlike laugh. <laughs> Bring back the speech impediment. I'm Why not? This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. We got a very important survey study that was done about farting and burping. Let's share the results. How many farts and burps, Jim, would you guess that the average person holds in every holds year? In. Every year? Every year. How many farts oh. and burps are you holding in? I'm going to say, let's just say 10 a day. So I'm going to say, let's just say 30, no, I'm going to say 3,000. You've got to go see a doctor, buddy. 338 is the number. One a day? Holding them in. Yeah. Out of respect well, for... Well, I hold like... Wait, if I hold one in starting at 5.30 in the morning, all morning, is that just, just one? Because it comes back, but it comes back, you know what I mean? If it's the same one? Or like on a date, you know, if you're not that familiar with the person, <laughs> four hours goes by, I guess that's just one gas movement in your stomach that you're holding, so that's not... But I figure every time you have to consciously hold it in is another time, but maybe I'm wrong, I'm not an expert. Summer is supposedly the time of year when you hold in the most farts because you're out and about around more people. Uh, but you're also outside. Yeah. Now, is there, is there a difference between holding it in and trying to let it out sneakily? Because that's also a, that's two different things, right? Yeah, like you go to the basement and kind of crop dust around and come back up. Or you lift a cheek so there's no... No audible re- No resistance, right? <laughs> That's a different thing. Yeah, no, yeah, that's 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 his strategy. Uh, people uh, who responded to the survey said passing gas is the most embarrassing thing you can do in public. Uh, rest of the top five, having something hanging from your nose, getting the hiccups, burping, and then it's a tie for fifth between having food in your teeth, snort laughing, and sweating. Sweating. <laughs> That's nobody's fault. Fifty-five percent. Check this one out. This is this is relatively uh, new because of the world we're living in now with uh, online meetings and Microsoft Teams and Zoom calls. Fifty-five percent of people say they've muted themselves during an online meeting to burp or pass gas before. That is, you're playing with fire still. Yeah, you're getting a little too comfortable because you the the one wrong click. Yeah, yeah. If you if you don't. Have that microphone muted, and you just let her go. Yeah. And by the way, even if it is muted, if your camera steams up, we know exactly what's going on. <laughs> I will say this is the most awkward farting thing, and I, I I don't do it that often in public. But I swear to God, the last like couple months, I've I apologize to anybody, but I farted in the grocery store, and there's been nobody in the aisle. I was like, oh, let's let it go. And then as soon as I let it go, an oh, old yeah. lady turns the corner and comes down. I'm like, I got to get out of here. It's Murphy's Law. Yeah. If you're lonely, if you're ever lonely, and you want a bunch of people just to appear out of nowhere, drop some ass. <laughs> <laughs> Never be more popular. <laughs> it never fails. Okay, let's wrap this up okay, here. The yeah. survey says, when you do let one slip, what is the go-to strategy? Pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> But if it happened and you were on a date with somebody, basically it's the two of you, there's no denying it, you give them a look, like, hmm? <laughs> hey? <laughs> Are we there? 23% of people say they make a joke about it. 
and uh, the majority of people pretending it just didn't happen at all. I usually accuse them. Best defense is a strong offense. No, the one who smelt it dealt it, Jim. <laughs> oh, no. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Homecoming season at universities across the Taz and Jim listening area getting fired up here. University of Western Ontario having their homecoming celebrations this weekend. McMaster is next weekend. We, we know that because... The police in Hamilton are beefing up the uh, the fines and the enforcement of out of control parties mm-hmm. because it's been a problem in in both towns. It seems to be an increasingly uh, concerning issue in both London and Hamilton over the past five or six years. Mm-hmm. I, I think in London this year, though, Foco and Hoco are coming together. I think. I, Fake homecoming, they've moved homecoming back. Yeah. So fake homecoming is eliminated. And all along, this is what we said needed to happen, Jim, as two uh, former uh, degenerates, when we went to college, we said if there's two parties to be had, there is going to be two parties. Yeah, yeah. If if you're not from the area, they had homecoming at the same weekend for years and years and years, and they were like, okay, these parties are getting out of control. We're going to move it a month back. Closer to exams. Yeah, so that the kids will be busy. Well, it turns out they just partied both weekends, so there's two massive parties, (laughs) so the cops have to do double duties. So yes, you're right. Keep it one weekend. It's still going to be debaucherous, but at least it's contained. Yeah, at least it's one instead of two. And it's it's always a good time down there at the homecoming parties. Just want to get really f***ed up and have a good time and represent our school in a really positive way, yes, but I'm still get f***ed up. <laughs> They're honest. <laughs> we want to represent our school in a very positive way <laughs> and also get effed up and jump off a house. <laughs> <laughs> How else are you supposed to show school pride? I love my school! <laughs> And hate my legs. <laughs> Are you going to go uh, to the homecoming celebrations, Jim, and talk to some students? I'm working. Ah. Saturday morning, I'm, I'm working all morning and afternoon. I feel like I'm too old and creepy looking to go down there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am too, dude. I was going to suggest if you were it. going to the homecoming celebrations that possibly it's time to shave the mustache I off. know, I know. I went to McMaster and boy, oh boy, it was hard to talk to people like a couple weeks ago in Hamilton and people were avoiding me. So I feel like I'm no longer camouflaged. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. I think if you shaved the mustache, you still got a bit of a baby face. You're in your early 30s. They may think you're a graduate student of, of some sort. Sure, yeah. Like, I probably think I'm a doctor. You are passable, but first week when the students were back, uh, a friend of mine runs a bar. It's a student bar, and I was out for dinner and was walking past this place. I'm like, I haven't been in here in, here in a while. My buddy Heath. I'm like, I'm going to go say hi to Heath. There's a lineup of students like around the corner down the street. I just walked up to the front of the line. The guys let me right in. They, <laughs> the seniority. Like, hey, who's this old man? He's probably here looking for his kid. You know, they didn't <laughs> is even, he a maintenance guy? What's they up? didn't even bat an eye. Like they're like, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, sir. Someone's dad's here. Heads up. <laughs> who's the narc? <laughs> so, Hello, fellow kids. I, I'm definitely not blending in. Mm. With the uh, the students. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll be more tame this year. I mean, 
Maybe there was a lot more build-up, so. a lot of hype in the past. I don't think so, because yeah. it's been two years where yeah. they haven't been able to do it. They may have students returning that didn't get the chance to have the homecoming during the pandemic. You're 100% right. That is going to happen. Just to, to give her finally, mm-hmm. because they weren't allowed to do it for a couple of years. Absolutely. Well, maybe we send one of the cruiser guys or... Our producer Nelson down there. Or sure, yeah, Jack or Nate, our cruiser guys, they'd be great yeah. at it. Yeah, they're, they're young they might guys. not come back. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoops! I lost my phone <laughs> and my pants and dignity. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. I just want to apologize to you, Jim. Why? Uh, I bought you a frisbee for your dogs a couple weeks ago, and you had, have told me here off the air that you had to throw the Frisbee out because one of your dogs chewed right through it and almost choked on one of the pieces of the Frisbee. Yeah, well, maybe choked is what I was just trying to make you feel guilty, but it was definitely invisible in the feces, and that's when you're like, okay. Oh, there was, the dog was pooping Frisbee pieces? <laughs> yeah, but uh, so at that point, it's, you got to throw the toy out, or at least we do. I don't know what other people do. I don't know if it truly, truly harms them because dogs eat everything and then it, processes through their body and comes out the other side like you got to pick it up obviously when you're walking so you'll find wild stuff like just like long strings of plastic and you don't even know where they came from but once the toy starts breaking down it's time to chuck it out now in fairness to me it was a frisbee it's not a chew toy you were letting your dog just chew on this thing all all willy-nilly you weren't like you're supposed to throw it to the dog then take it back Spoken like a non-dog owner, if I've ever heard it. That's like when you're like, I'm never going to let my child watch TV. And then you have a kid, you're like, put them right in front of the TV. As long as they're not making okay. noise. Yeah. yeah, I can relate to that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, to make it up to you, I bought your dogs, Bruce and Murphy. I got them this big bag of chocolate treats. <laughs> you son of a... There you go. Enjoy. <laughs> Now, they have eaten and destroyed a lot of toys. So, but you did get it from the bargain bin somewhere, so I'm not so I I'm not going to call you cheap and maybe this is what we get for what we paid for. But it was Nerf, it was Nerf brand and as said, it said it was specifically made for dogs. I thought it would be more durable. Hmm. I apologize. I'm never going to try to do anything nice for your dogs again. <laughs> Thank you. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? <laughs> Taking a look at sports, Devin Peacock, our sports guy, is here. NFL Thursday Nighter, presented by Amazon Prime. (laughs) They don't let you forget that, do they? (laughs) Uh, The Cleveland Browns, they can finish. They can. I mean, I thought the Cleveland Browns were going to Cleveland Brown themselves again yesterday. Uh, Their big rookie kicker missed another extra point, and that kind of cost them last week. That wasn't the sole reason they lost last week, but that was a contributing factor, and so there's a bit of deja vu. Yeah, I thought the same thing when I saw them miss that that (laughs) kick. I was like, oh. Detroit Lions and Cleveland Browns, that's kind of their thing. They they lose games with a stupid mistake. They just love to find ways to like, you know, punch themselves. It's like Nelson was like, stop punching yourself. Stop punching yourself. They do it every week. Uh, But they didn't do it last night, the Cleveland Browns. Uh, They looked really good. I mean, there was that catch by the uh, Steelers rookie George Pickens, like where he was going over his back, the one-handed catch. Those are the types of things that happen against Cleveland. You think, okay, well, if they're making those catches, you guys are doomed. But they weren't. They pulled it out. 
Okay, week three. You got any uh, good picks for anyone looking to do some betting this weekend, Dev? So last week I, I gave uh, Jim the heads up of Dallas over uh, the Bengals. This week I have a similar type of, you know, don't put a bunch of money on this. Maybe put five bucks down and see what happens. I like Washington over Philadelphia. Philadelphia's favored, six and a half points right now, but they're the, they're the visiting team. So Washington's a home dog. You've got Carson Wentz playing his former team for the first time. These are two teams that have a lot of offense, not great defenses. I still don't completely buy Jalen Hurts and the Eagles. Hurts had an amazing game last week, not taking anything away from him, but I feel like there's a bit of magic right now with the Washington Commanders and Carson Wentz. Oh boy, I was going to take the Eagles in my survivor pool to win it. They're the heavy favorites. I mean, so... uh, Six and a half points, I think. Yeah, so this is... um, this, this is, is a long of, shot. This is a, okay. a bit of a hail well, mary. Well, then who who is my survivor pool pick? Who do you think is is the is the lock? Do I go KC? Can't go wrong with KC. They're also on the road against Indianapolis, but Indianapolis right now just looks terrible with Matt Ryan. He was atrocious last week. I would be picking on the Colts and Matt Ryan big time. Yeah, but the Colts are one of those teams that everyone keeps saying they shouldn't be as bad as they are. Is this the week where they? They have that comeback surprise. I think the only hope the Colts have this week is that the Chiefs take them lightly. You've got Patrick Mahomes, who does not look like he misses Tyreek Hill at all. They're going to be playing at a dome. The conditions will be really nice. I see the Chiefs winning this one easily. Your Buffalo Bills, are they going to remain undefeated? I think so. I mean, I, I still don't. I mean, Tua had six touchdowns last week. It's a big uh, it's it's a big ask to go from six, six touchdowns to doing that again against Buffalo. The thing you have to do when you play Buffalo, it's the same as when you play Kansas City, is there's really no margin for error when you have the ball. So you can't be turning it over. You can't you know be punting because the Bills rarely punt. They always go for it. They always put up uh, points. And And right now, I just don't see the Bills in a position where Miami is the team that defeats them. They're going to lose, obviously. It's going to happen, probably in a weird situation. I just don't see it being Miami. It's a division game. After the end of last season for Buffalo, I think the Bills are extra motivated to not take anyone lightly this year. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Here we go, the game today, Jim Kelly's Small Town Strip Club, and we welcome to the program our strip club DJ. What's going on? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I heard there was a new billboard in town. It was like a bat signal for me, and here I am. Oh, yeah. Our contestant... Peter, how are you, Peter? Pretty good. This is how the game works. Our strip club DJ is going to name a town. He's going to give you options, multiple choice. You guess which is the actual name of the strip club in that town. And if you do it enough times, you're going to win an awesome prize, okay? Sounds good. Where hey, are we going here? Hey, Peter! <laughs> you ever been down to Newfoundland before? No, I haven't. Well, buddy, when you get down there, you got to get screeched in. But I would not suggest drinking liquor out of a fish's orifice at Newfoundland's only strip club. Is it called A, the Cotton Club, B, the Spandex Castle, or C, the Noisy Corduroys? 
I'm going to go with C. The noisy corduroys? You are incorrect. I'm sorry. It is the Cotton Club. (laughs) The noisy corduroys? Zip, zip, zip. (laughs) Next year, going a little north, going a little west. Anchorage, Alaska. Taz, did you know they have a floating strip club in Anchorage, Alaska? This is 100% true. It's floating in the air or in the water? (laughs) It's not an airship. No, it's a a boat. That's usually what floats. I was picturing like the helicarrier from the Avengers movie. That's what I was picturing, or like an old Final Fantasy game where there's a boat in the sky, but no. Not it! It's a boat. It used to be a crab boat. Now it's just a boat filled with crabs. Is it called A, the Wild Alaskan Bar and Grill, B, the Titanic, or C, the Shishi Mall? (laughs) What do you think, Peter? The Wild Alaskan Bar and Grill, the Titanic, or the Shishi Mall? I think A sounds pretty good. You got it. The Wild Alaskan Bar and Grill, where the captain's not the only thing going down, if you know what I'm saying. Regina, Saskatchewan, the city that rhymes with fun. Peter, you ever been there? <laughs> I have not. Well, you got to visit one of their strip clubs. Is it called? We got four options here. Is it called A, Regina 151, B, Brent Butts Corner Ass, C, Harry Prairies, or D, Vaginas. <laughs> I'm going to say A again. You got it. Regina 151. This man knows his gentleman's club, and it's a coincidence. Not a coincidence. His Absolutely. name is Peter. Congratulations, Peter. You've just won yourself $100 in Lotto Max tickets and... You're going to see Iron Maiden in Hamilton, okay? All right. All right. Maybe take the girlfriend or the wife with you so she's not a little suspicious as to why you know so much about strip clubs, you perv. <laughs> hey, lucky guesses. Oh, yeah. That's what they all say, buddy. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.